Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, hey, it's your girl, Spiritual Ratchet, and I'm coming at y'all with a new episode. So I want to have a conversation, a little bit about, you know, my own past with really being able to get to this point where I'm at today of knowing what my gift is and really fully accepting that. You know, I feel like for about at least all of the beginning of my 20s, after 19, and I kind of just, I didn't want the responsibility of my gift. You know, um, everyone has a gift. Everyone in this world is gifted with something. And I feel like a lot of times, because we want to be, we want to be cool or we want to be fun, we neglect ourselves and we neglect our gifts. Because it may not be the cool gift. It may not be the gift where, you know, you're this, just this multi-talented individual and all this jazz. Or, you know what I'm saying? Mine is more on a realistic standpoint where I help people. And for a long time, it took me a long time, y'all, to really accept that this was my gift. You know, when I was younger, I would meet people. I would meet women, you know what I'm saying? When I was lost myself. I was very lost, you know, I, I was I was just because I was, I was a victim of sexual abuse. I felt I felt a lot of times I wasn't loved properly by my own family. Um, I felt like the black sheep in a lot of moments of my childhood that, you know, as I got older, I wanted to fit in. I wanted friends. I wanted to hang out. I wanted to be the cool girl. I wanted to party. I wanted to do all those things. And I would find myself at 19 attracting women in the struggle like I was in the struggle, in the struggle of identity, in the struggle of self-love. You know what I'm saying? They were struggling. Like, you know, some were out there in the streets. And I was like, why are they gravitating towards me? Why do they think I can help them? Because I myself don't even know where I'm going. I don't know anything about myself. I'm still finding myself. I don't know why all these women want to be around me or want to hang around me or they call me and want me to help them. How can I help people when I myself need help? I just couldn't fathom that. And then, you know, it was instances I would go out to bars and I would talk to women and We'll be talking. And I didn't, my mother used to tell me something all the time. She used to say, you know, the devil's playground is at the bar. The devil's playground is when you're at the club. The devil loves to play in those places because it's, it's, it's darkness in there. It's darkness. It's sadness. It's people that are coping in, in ill ways in those places. And I didn't understand what she meant until I got older because it was very true. Our shadow, our shadow is always live and active when we're drinking and when we're in that, when we're, when we're vulnerable, when we're in that vulnerable state, our shadow work is really working overtime. You feel me? But you cannot have lightness without shadow and you cannot be a light worker without going in a darkness to save people. But at 19, I couldn't even fathom that. I couldn't even fathom the idea that the Lord was using my story and the Lord was using me to help other people. Because I was light and they were in darkness. But I could not understand that because I was not where I thought I should be. I should not be helping these girls. Or it would be I'm going out and I'm going to the bars and, you know, I'm having powerful conversations with people. I'm really transforming their lives. I'm really helping them because my gift is different than everybody else's. I have the power to hear what you are yourself is afraid to actually admit out loud. The things that you're battling with, I have the power to sense that on anybody. 
and be able to show you your strength in that and to be able to highlight you and motivate you and get you uplifted into believing in yourself. But again, when you're 19 and girls are crying at the bar, you don't see that that's the strength. You're really fucking confused. Like, Lord, I just want to have a good time. I just want to be fun. I don't want the responsibility of helping other people. That's not my job. My job is to worry about Jasmine. I don't want to worry about other people. But it's so crazy how every time, every step of the way, everywhere I went, after he said, okay, you don't want to help him in a bar? I'm going to bring him to you at the grocery store. You don't want to help him at the grocery store? I'm going to bring him to you while you're on the bus. It was just crazy because it was like, I didn't want to admit to myself that I, I actually enjoyed, it brought me so much joy helping people. I didn't want to admit that because it also drained me because I became people's private therapist and I, I wasn't certified to be a therapist. Here I am helping grown adults with their issues and I'm still struggling with my own shit and no one's here to help me. You know, it was always that back and forth battle of myself and doing God's work. Because at the end of the day, I know this is not me. It's beyond me. Because when I talk to somebody, it ain't the words. I don't have none of those words in my head before I sit and talk to you. The Lord talks through me through you. I feel like I'm always being used. And I love it because I know that that's my purpose in this life. But it took me such a long time to accept this purpose because it's it's a calling greater than myself. It's a calling on my life greater than me. It's a calling on my life to not be selfish, to really live this life and really take it, take pride in helping people find their inner peace and their inner joy. You know, I didn't understand why depression and sadness and all those things were after me. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand why I, I was having so many, more, I was having much more dark days than I was good days. I didn't get that because the devil didn't want me to see my, he didn't want me to see my gift because my gift has the power of truly changing lives and getting people on the other side of, of greatness. But we, you can't have too many people walking this earth awoke and know who they are. That's a dangerous thing. It was, that's why, that's why as black people, we are the most oppressed people because they went through, we went through so many processes through the dislocation, through the seasoning of, of our identity the more we find ourselves and the more we, the more we hone, hone in on that identity, the more powerful we are. That is what they never wanted us to know. That is what they never wanted us to be able to see. Because they know if we tap into that ancestral magic, that the sky is the limit. There's nothing we can't do. And it took me so long, y'all, to really, really accept that. To really, really accept that I am different. I am not the friend that is meant to be partying every day of the week. That's meant to be out in the clubs until 3, 4 a.m. I am not that friend. And it took me so long to really to hone in on that, to hone in on my own identity and be okay with that. Because it's, it's, a, it's a hard responsibility to say, hey, I was made in this world to help people. And I'm okay with that. That's so hard. It is so hard for people to do that because we're human first. We want to think about our needs first. We want to think about what we need and where we want to be in this life first, not how we can help others get to where they need to be in this life. That is not what we want to do as human beings. But some of us are called to do it. You know, I was on the phone with my sister and I was like, you know, I don't see any, I'm not seeing a lot of black people, you know, as doctors and nurses and things like that. And, and she's like, yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of them, a lot of it's laziness and a lot of it is just, you know, it's unfortunate that we don't get the same opportunities. And it's like, at the same time, we are oppressed people. Generational curses is real. And I was living mine all my 20s. 
Hell, I'm just not waking out of my generational curse. My generational curse ruled my life. It dictated how, I, how my life went. And 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, it was that generational curse of not believing in myself, of not believing that I serve purpose in this life, of not believing that I was powerful, of not believing in the magic that I carry inside myself. I didn't believe in that. I didn't believe I can make a difference in people's lives. I didn't believe that I was truly important. You know, I will never forget when I when I was when I was self soliciting myself when I was 18 years old. I, I went through a phase of where I thought that it was okay to sell my body, and I didn't understand that during a phase I was just my most lowest, where I just did not I didn't feel like I had purpose in this life. I did not feel like my life was worth living. I felt that I I didn't have self worth, self love, self value. I had nothing. I was just a big walking walking out of emptiness. I had no I had no true feelings of what I should be doing and how I should be doing it. I had no drive. I had no desire to want to finish school and make something of myself. I had no desire to do that. It was all about self-sabotage because nobody loved me right. That is what ruled my life in the beginning of my life. You know, and it's that understanding that knowledge of self and finding myself through self-love and self-preservation that I'm unstoppable. I can really, I am, I am the shit. And it took me a long time to really believe that. And even now I still battle with certain things of learning, you know, learning how to like hype myself up and be more aggressive and not be so passive because I tend not to want to be confrontational because I don't like that. I don't, I know I, you can, I can win more. I can get more bees on my honey versus fighting fire with fire. I, that's just not how I am, but I'm getting off topic. Nevertheless, um, I really, really, really hope that somebody out there this morning, this Monday morning is sitting there and saying that, you know, or whenever you listen to it, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, if you walk in this life feeling like you have no purpose, you do. Just think about it. Think about it. Think about all those moments. What brings you your greatest joy? What is what are you giving back to the earth that is really helping you in the long run? And that's what helped me get to where I'm at. I knew talking was a gift of mine. It was my gift because I was helping people before I even realized that's what I was doing. I love it's been my gift. It's been my gift. Even when I was a kid, teacher used to say, Jasmine is so great, but she talks so much in class. I love to talk, honey. And, and talking became I love to listen. I have a way of being quiet and listening to you say everything you need to say. And being able to provide the insight that you're looking for of knowledge of understanding yourself. And I believe we all apply that same amount of pressure of dealing with our darkness. Because it took me to sit with my darkness. To sit with my sad self. To sit with my depressed self. To sit with my unworthy self. To sit with my unloved self. To go back into those unloved feelings. Those unworthy feelings. Those feelings of sadness, anger, depression, isolation. To really see how powerful and amazing I really am. So I said all this to say that sometimes we, you won't, sometimes accepting your purpose is hard because sometimes our purposes are, are bigger than what we desire them to be because it requires a level of, 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 I don't even know the word for it, but it requires a level of humbleness, a level of gratitude, a level of being able to give myself to people un, 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 just unwavering just just giving just giving unwavering love to so many people and just just knowing that 
I may or may not receive that back, but my job is not to worry about that. My job and my mission is to help others who are struggling with the same things that I battled with see the light that I did so they can be children of the light like I am. And so I say this to say sometimes your darkest moments and sometimes those people that you meet in the dark in the darkest times, they needed you more than what you thought. And sometimes, although we don't want to help people, maybe it's a greater calling than what we like to accept. And I feel like a lot of people are walking this earth right now thinking selfishly and thinking about monetary gain. And we're forgetting that a lot of us have purposes that are deeper than that. And so let's explore that because life will be lived so much better once you do. Because I, I ain't never been as happy as I ever been now. I ain't never got good grades as good as good school as I am now because I understand my purpose. I understand what I'm going for. I understand what I'm doing. It's like once my purpose, once I understood and honed in my purpose, the line has been made clear for me as to where I'm going next and what I'm doing next. But until I got to this point, life was very blurry. I was out, girl. I was up and down, up and down, in and out, all over the place. Drinking, 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 party, 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 party. I had no real purpose or no desire to live life the way I knew I should have. So if anybody out there is battling with the same things I battle with, with understanding who you are as a person, understanding your purpose as a whole, understanding why you have been through all the things you've been through, baby, your story ain't for you. Your story is for you to be like me, to be able to sit here and share with those who uh, other people like you that are experiencing or maybe experiencing the same turmoil you experienced. I battled myself all of my life. I battled myself. I battled with thoughts of feeling I wasn't good enough to do what I was called to do and thoughts of feeling that I serve no purpose in this world at all. All of my life. I cope with that by partying too much, drinking too much, doing too much, sexing too much, anything too much to avoid me. Because I didn't want to see me. I didn't want to accept all the things I had done. I didn't want to accept all the people I had seen. I didn't want to accept all the people I slept with. I didn't want to accept that. But how can you not? How can you desire a life of abundance and a life of prosperity if you're denying half of the life that you lived? In order to get the life you truly deserve, you have to accept the one that you don't like. You have to accept your darkness because we cannot be light without darkness. We cannot have the life we truly desire without the darkness. All right, y'all. So I'll be back with another talk like this next week, y'all. All right. Have a wonderful week, y'all.